This is the Score to Follow podcast. Welcome to the Score to Follow podcast. I'm your host, Neil Mundy, and opposite me, as always, is Dan Laundy. Hello. And tomorrow, as always, is Mark Annals. Hello. Uh, this week, it's been International Week, so although we have been avoiding talking about international football for some time, we are finally going to talk a bit about international football, talk about the England friendlies, uh, brief mention of uh, what went on as well in Holland in the, the Netherlands on Friday night. Uh, then we're going to go on to the top six. We've looked at the relegation battle and there's barely any other clubs in the league <laughs> apart from this top six and about three mid-table teams. So we're going to look at the top six, but more uh, we're going to look at where they're going to be in the summer um, as we start to think towards that towards the end of the season. And then we're going to preview the weekend's action. So, uh, gents, how you do? How are you both doing? Not bad, not bad. Should we give the listeners five minutes to pop out while we talk about the internationals? <laughs> Seems only fair, doesn't it? Perhaps mm. they can come back afterwards. If you're a smoker or uh, you you need to make a cup of tea or something like that. Finish yeah. that cake, yeah. whatever you're doing. It's, it's, the, uh, yeah, it's the, 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 the warning that we, we are going to talk about the beast that is international football. Um, okay, so England friendlies, two England friendlies, um, two decent results, gents. Uh, beat the Netherlands 1-0, admittedly out from what I saw of it. Uh, I did see that game actually, and it wasn't a great Holland team, but you know you can only be what's put in front of you. And then a draw with a, another sort of in, in transition side, but uh, obviously they're in front until a late penalty. So, um, what did you take away from that, Dan? Um, I like the progression that I think is happening. Um, mm-hmm. England have always got a sense of letting you down when you think that there's uh, you know a new dawn arriving, but. I, I like the uh, the pace and the freedom that the uh, the attacking part of the team seems to be uh, bringing to the bringing to the squad now with Sterling and Rashford. Um, yep. Who else played on against Holland? <laughs> Forgotten it already. Lingard, Lingard looked really good. Scored obviously, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and for the first time in a long time, and I mentioned this to you earlier on our little chat, it feels like the players are playing without like any weight around their neck. They seem genuinely hungry. Mm. to be in an England shirt and I, I thought it was really good to see you could see it from the way they performed against Holland there was energy and I don't often think a lot of the players bring that to the international scene especially not in friendlies yeah yeah uh, I suppose Mark uh, you're going to see energy uh, at this time from a team that's going to the World Cup they know that some of the, especially some of these players are fringe players they know they've got to impress to try and fight for their place on the plane well absolutely um, I mean you've got you've like you just said, they've got um, there's obviously fringe players that want to um, you know um, get themselves into the reckoning, but also you know he's um, Southgate's called up quite a few um, new players that yeah. haven't been in and around and and which I think in a way is good because they're obviously eager, they want to impress as well, so you get a good mix then. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, yeah I think going through the motions are they. No, no, exactly. You're not. You. I don't think. I don't think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, players um, in the England team who can say that I'm definitely on that plane. Yeah. Because what I like uh, about what Southgate's doing, he's 
he's calling people up on form rather than by name. Mm. Um, because it's easier to call up all you know your big name players, but if they're not having good seasons, you're not they're not going to bring you know they they're not informed to bring into the England yeah. setup. So um, and you I'm, know you know all about them as well. You know you know all about you know the likes of a uh, Jordan Henderson or a Jack Wilshire. You know everything mm-hmm. about them. So I mean I know that you know, Henderson's in the squad, so that's a bad example. But you know he's not learning much new that he doesn't already know. No, no, apart from just experience, I guess. Yeah, I do so. agree, but do, do you find it odd that he's kind of sidelined players like Smalling, Cahill, and maybe to a lesser extent Walcott? I mean, Walcott's been in reasonably good form for Everton this year. If anything, probably merits an opportunity at least. Or, I mean, I like to see that some players that have kind of had all these opportunities are sort of dismissed in a way. I think you can't keep repeating the same mistakes, but I think Walcott has done well this year and Smalling hasn't done badly this year no I think I think Smalling will be I think Smalling will be on the plane as one of the first choice defenders but <laughs> he's shaking his head well, I know yeah. Southgate apparently has said that Smalling can't play the style of football that he wants which is why he can't get in the side mm. has he not been in and out for United this year or, or am I he's, he's been that? he's been injured yeah. um, he's been injured a bit so he has been a bit in and out in, in that respect well, I've always um, preferred Phil Jones because I just think um, Smalling seems to get caught under the ball a lot I think Smalling I think Smalling has improved um, I think the only reason I said I reckon he'd be one of the first choice um, defenders is because just for his experience. Mm. I mean, Gary Cahill's just out of favour at Chelsea. Yeah, I was so, say he's definitely been out. Hasn't yeah, he? Um, Walcott. Like I say he was he was out of favour for a while because he wasn't getting the game time at Arsenal. He's obviously gone to Everton. He scored a couple of goals. He's 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 looking he's looking good, and it's up to him to also carry on that form um, and be like a, a late shout um, for the um, for the World Cup and. If he doesn't, then um, it, it'd be a shame because he, he hasn't even he hasn't played at one yet because he's he, he obviously went to one at, at a young just, age. Just yeah, didn't didn't play. Then he was injured and then he didn't get picked for so. I mean, I think he's obviously had reasonable form since he moved to Everton. Mm. It's obviously to prove a point to a degree, probably to try and get in the England squad. Um, I suppose the difficulty he's got now, he's got to try and force out mm. Sterling, for example. There's yeah. players in front of him. That's yeah. the thing. There's a lot of players in front of him because you've got, like you say, you've got Sterling, you've got Rashford. Um, just think, who else? Who else can play? It depends there? on the system. The thing, the, thing offered, the thing he offered was blinding pace, and you've suddenly got quite an abundance of that in the England setup. So yeah. would like to Rashford. And if they're going to play with the wing backs as they have been with, uh, I think this week was predominantly Trippier, yeah, Rashley Young or um, mm-hmm. Danny Rose. If you've got the wing backs acting as your width, and then you've kind of got that attacking triumvirate inside of those, I don't know if you need a Walcott. Um, well, can he play through the middle? He did well, that's 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 what I would say. That's, I would say at this moment in time, the only the only way Walcott is going to um, is going to get into that squad if he gets called up as another striker, mm. because we're, we're we're a little bit light in that respect. Um, so we've got Harry Kane's first um, is. He's obviously your first choice striker, and then it's Jamie Vardy. After that, you've got obviously you've got Rashford, but you can also play in the wing. You've got Welbeck, who's although he's got you know a good record for England, he's been in and out of the Arsenal team. Welbeck's another one that I consider on the in the uh, Walcott pile. Mm. I don't think he's done enough in recent years to warrant. 
no, I, I think I think with um I think with Welbeck he got he got called up because he he was in he was in decent form um uh, when he got when he got called up and it's just we've got shorter strikers especially with Kane out um who else who else do you really call up I mean there's you see you see some of the um some of the um players mentioned or even like you know Glenn Murray was 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 getting a mention I know he's he's been scoring goals for Brighton but you know, at thirty-four, you're going to your first World Cup. Yeah, like, again, if you're picking players on form, and they, mm. they've been knocking the goals in at Premier League level. It seems kind of disrespectful not to put them in the squad, doesn't it? I mean, he probably, he probably deserves a, a chance more than anything. But I, I would have thought that if if um Southgate was sort of serious about him, he would have called him up to and had a look at him one of these friendlies. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But the fact he hasn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's he's in the reckoning. But you know, for the form he's been in, you know, he's he's he had as much chance as anyone else. Were you surprised Alfie Mawson didn't get any minutes in the end? Because obviously Carl Walker played at centre half for two games and played really well there. Yeah, he did. He did. He played. He played okay. But I just think it's just a waste playing in there because, um, yeah, again, it's it's kind of especially when you're playing a three-five-two. If you're playing a three-five-two, mm. I'd have thought Carl Walker was almost ideal for that it's, kind of system. It, it's kind of sort of it's kind of the same situation as Carl Walker. Um, well, Carl Walker and Kieran Trippier had um, at Spurs. Obviously, they were both vying for that right back uh, role, um, and obviously now um, Walker's gone to Manchester City. Um, they're both obviously first choice right backs for their clubs, but then obviously coming into England, only what I thought. Trippier played well um, going up and down. Um, you know what? You know, Walker would Walker would have done the same, um, but yeah, Trippier didn't didn't do himself um, any harm. And um, and also at left back, I would say that um, I would say Danny Rose would have to be our first choice left back, but he just needs more game time. I think Ashley Young's so, ahead of him at the minute. You reckon? Yeah. The only thing is, Ashley Young's not a defender. You see, you see that. Um, I think it was in last night's game, you know, that ch- that tackle, he dived in. Oh, it was a silly challenge. It was a silly challenge. I don't know what he, could, he was doing. could have easily got a red card for that. You wonder if um, without a Mourinho, who you know is quite disciplined in um, and the way he coaches his players and you hear all these things about him having different cards and stuff for different tackles in training, you wonder without that approach whether it might come unstuck. I mean, he's done, don't get me wrong, obviously, you know, the other week kept Salah quiet you know, fair play to him, had a game of his life, but you do wonder outside of that comfort zone, would he perhaps, you know, against you know, some really quite tricky players in the World Cup, would he? Uh, that would be my only question mark over him, rather than playing somebody who isn't a natural left back, although he has he certainly can... adapted to the position well. He can call up James Milner. <laughs> yeah, well, he's back in midfield now, though. That's true. So, he's retired, uh, he Yeah, I think he has, yeah. Yeah. But the one I'm thinking of actually that we haven't touched on is um, Jack Wilshere is interested to get Mark's opinion predominantly because obviously as an Arsenal fan you'd have mm-hmm. seen has he been up to the mark this year since he's come back is he does he warrant any even Um I think if he's fit you have to take him because he's a little bit different than any other midfielders England have um, we've seen glimpses at um Arsenal about you know he's maybe you know looking like his old self again but I mean he also he's been called up and he's you know he's picked up 
he's picked up a knee injury, but apparently it wasn't something, not something he's picked up, it's more of something that was already there and it was just troubling him a little bit. And so I think Gareth Southgate so when he said that he expects him to he expects him to be playing in Arsenal's game at the weekend. So, but the the, the thing is, you you don't want to you don't want to take players who are carrying injuries mm. because it's a risk, isn't it? Um, you know, you want you want you want um, a a squad of. Um, was twenty three coming to yeah, the yeah 23. yeah so, so you want to score a twenty three and when you and the day you actually pick them you want them to be eighty ninety percent fit. Mind you, it wouldn't be England if we didn't take a couple of players that were fifty <laughs> percent fit. Well, was there like a time when Beckham everyone, and Rooney? Yeah, I'm going to say everyone's sweating on Rooney for about four months or getting him to go go and get horse placenters or something. Yeah. <laughs> some rubbish well, like that's that. the thing. I mean. I know he's out injured at the moment, but that'd be the one this time, wouldn't it? If like this Kane. Harry Kane, obviously, if I'd, I'd worry, I'd yeah. worry quite if Harry Kane. But I think he would be one that if Harry Kane was, you know, he was fifty percent fit, he'd still get taken. Tungmin Son called him the best player in the world the other day, but I'm gonna guess he just briefly forgot that Lionel Messi is out there. I think, um, I think as well that what might help slightly is I think the World Cup's a bit later this year because I'm, I'm fairly sure that um, I was looking at the fixtures and I think so England's first game's on like the 18th of June don't quote me on it I might be wrong but so I'm thinking that might give a bit more recovery time because I think like the quarter final because I think it's going to have a knock on effect to next season because the quarter finals are still sort of like 6th and 7th of July or yeah, something so you're not going to a week later or something I can't remember it starts on the 11th of August I think oh, so, no, so really. I don't think so yeah. but um, so yeah it's going to have a knock on effect but I, th- I think that that might help if you do have a few injured players knocking around because you're going to have probably a good month between the end of the season and the, uh, the start of the World Cup would you take Wilshere by the way? Um, if I was in the manager yeah probably I think uh, you know there's no doubt in the the guy's talent. It's just uh, just a question of uh, oh, he's just showing me. Yeah, eighteenth of June. I did have that right. Well done. Good work. Good on me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I would take him because I think he's a he's a, he's a quality player when he's when he's got when he's fit. My, know, my only problem isn't so much his skill level because I, I do think he's a very talented guy. You just don't like him, do you? <laughs> Not massively. <laughs> I don't like him. They said, but, you know, he's a good player. A word that the media has been using a lot about this England team at the moment is likability. Apparently, it's got a very likable quality to it. I don't know what quite what they mean by that, but the personnel it feels less kind of like yeah. There's no less characters to dislike. Yeah. Less egos. Yeah, and I think if you throw Jack Wilshere into the mix, it'll ruin it for me. Ruin for you, but I don't. I just. I don't think he's. He's not high profile enough. I think in the past people was would say there was always somebody like a Wayne Rooney or a John Terry or a Steven Gerrard who you know that because they're high profile they get under people's skin. And I would have put Gerrard on that list. I think some people would though. Really? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you only have to look at when he fell over in in the in two thousand fourteen and how many people were you know ribbing him for that. Yeah, still but do. Fans are predominantly idiots. Well, yeah. <laughs> Us included. Yeah, I know we're the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I th- but yeah, I think that's a fair point. I don't. I I look around this England team and I don't really see anyone. I I, I wouldn't. I just don't think Jack Wilshire is. I can see where you're coming from, but I don't think he's. 
high profile enough to have. I know he will obviously be hated by Spurs fans, but yeah, but I was trying it. to take I was trying to take that element out of it when we do yeah. these pods. I know I sometimes wind Mark up, but <laughs> really, um, <laughs> he's giving me. I was trying to smart. take trying to take that out of, of the reckoning, but yeah, <sighs> crept back in though, didn't it? Eh? <laughs> Maybe slightly. Well, uh, yeah. So hopefully you'll be looking forward to the World Cup more by the time it rolls around. Perhaps. I look forward to the World Cup. Yeah, I always do. Um, yeah, I'll enjoy the games. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to like whole month of international football? It's you know, you know, loads of different teams, loads of fun. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. Inter- international football really is to me is about the World Cup and the the Euros. Wasn't always like this, but it, it does feel increasingly to me like that. I do think fans switch on for those kind of few weeks every two years where you've got a tournament if you qualify. Yeah. Um, will it change for the International League of Nations whatever it's going to be called I don't know I don't know people people I mean people are mentioning like things like they used to have that home championship didn't they between England Wales yes, Scotland. I think they should do something like that again I think that would get people interested but um, <laughs> it's a strange somebody's phone's gone off um, I think that would get people interested in it rather than friendlies I'd scrap the friendlies and do that but but I mean, having said that, it's still going to butt heads with clubs in terms of players getting injured. And well, and apparently there was 82,000 people at Wembley last night mm. for the game. And that's just a, you know, yeah. a friendly of no real consequence. So yeah. there's obviously still an appetite for it, more so than I thought, to be honest. I yeah, oh, yeah. On the way, so um, maybe it's just a pre World Cup, everyone getting a bit excited. Yeah, I think people do get on the bandwagon, don't they? But yeah, you know, I've, I'd. I think, yeah, like I said, we, we joke about avoiding it, but it is part of everything and you you, you have got to sort of go along with it to an extent. don't necessarily have to, have to love it, but yeah, I'm certain, definitely the World Cup, I'm all in for. Your prediction at this stage? Um, the progress that we've seen from the Hodgson era? Your oh, a, oh, a, oh, an England prediction. I thought you just meant outright. Um I was going to say Spain looked very handy winning 5-0 last night but God knows how I think it was Argentina that beat wasn't it Mm. it was was 6-1 6-1 I thought it was 5-0 for some reason not far off Isco scored a hat-trick scored his third late on I think yeah Uh, England's hard to predict because I don't know what their path is I think they're quarterfinals yeah (laughs) yeah that's a safe bet (laughs) (laughs) I imagine they'll make out of the group but then who knows? See, Panama got got beaten six 0 by Switzerland last night. And you'll see in our group, Panama. Is it Panama, Tunisia, and Belgium? Yeah, is that right. You'd like to think that we'll go through that group, and every time we get a reasonable group, we we think the same. Although I'm a little <laughs> bit more optimistic after the last few performances. I th- yeah, yeah, Spain are probably up there. Germany are always the team to beat. Yeah, obviously defending champions. Brazil are quite tasty. I think they're unbeaten. Germany lost last night, didn't they? I think. Um, or was it no you're right they did lose they were behind I know that <laughs> welcome to the international break update <laughs> no, no, everyone the Germans did lose cause Brazil it's, beat it's Russia I know that unusual to see um, and we might have been to Brazil actually no Brazil beat Russia I think. yeah but don't forget it was two fixtures what? Brazil played two games at the same time oh no it was no. yeah Gabriel <laughs> oh, oh you're talking about the Friday yeah two games <laughs> over the international break <laughs> is what I was getting at that, that, that's how that works Right. Just, a, just a fundamental misunderstanding of how international breaks work there, <laughs> listeners. Nothing to worry about. Um, we're now reduced to looking up results on our phone. Uh, so I'm going to pad and say, uh, who, who's, a, who's a decent outsider um, 
uh, for the World Cup, I, I wonder, out of the favourites. Um, there's always a team that goes quite far and you don't really expect it. Nigeria. Belgium. <laughs> I was thinking Belgium, to be fair. Nigeria. Well, if we're talking dark horses. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, I was going to say, I, I don't know why I'm just thinking Senegal. No idea why. Well... <laughs> Actually, a funny, well, it's not a particularly interesting story, but I remember I, Tell it anyway. one of the few times, I'm not a gambling man, one of the few times I've ever put on a bet was uh, Senegal to beat France in the opener of the 2002 World Cup, which obviously happened. But sadly, because I was very, very skint at the time, I put one pound on, so I got about eight quid. <laughs> Two pints, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I certainly didn't knock it at the time. But uh, yeah, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a, a strange fondness for Egypt uh, over the last couple of months. Just, oh, so I'll see. I'll see our B tank because I'll see we've got um, El Nene as well. Yeah. A... If yeah. England don't win it, and who knows? But uh, if England don't win it, I, I sort of would like Argentina to win it because I'd like Messi to have it in his set. Yeah, there is that. I think his chance um, is gone in that final last Yeah, time, he so. pretty much got to the final last time, didn't well, he? Well, he retired, didn't he, for international football, and then, and then he changed his mind. But I think if... Again, he may well retire for um, forever. How old is Messi now? 32? 30. 30. Mm. Just, oh, I don't know, he might have one last World Cup in him. It's a bit of a... Mind you, it's in Qatar, and, and he'd be 34, so perhaps not if he's mm. running around in 40-degree heat. Well, it depends. I, mean, I suppose Iniesta's going to be playing at this World Cup, and he's thirty-five. Yeah, Sorry, uh, and he's uh, he's talented enough, and you know he's. Well, keep yeah. himself so fit now. It's yeah, the pace that he'll he'll lose, but he's but not. He's not yeah, I mean he, he obviously it's, it's more more in the mind with him, isn't it? Um. Well, I suppose that covers the internationals off. Uh, did you want to mention the uh, silliness in the? Holland or in the Netherlands with the supporters or should we just draw a line over that? Only to say that Nonsense. it's just predictable idiots again. Yeah. Sort of just giving England fans, yeah, just giving all England fans a bad name. Yeah, well that, that is the thing because, you know, that people have, and I think it's partially what pe- turns people off about the England team because they have this image of, you know, these sort of oafish supporters wandering around Louts, looking yeah. for fights and smashing bottles and the majority of England fans are not like that, you know. I'm I'm sure they're not, but you know, you, you don't. It doesn't help, you know. Well, you know, us and our selection of miscreants have been out for England games time and time again down the years, and I don't recall any of us ever smashing bottles and throwing beer on people or whatever. Not to say that we're innocents, but I mean, I don't think we do any of that. No, it's just. No, it's I just think the, the worst I can remember, I can remember when um. Our um, our friend um, Jeff just turned over a table that had our, drink, our drinks on it. That's wow. that's the worst thing. Incriminating uh, evidence coming on the pod. Was that the uh, France defeat in Euro something? It's Portugal, wasn't it? Was it? Um, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was France. Oh, well, you could be. Uh, it could, might be right then. I think uh, was it Gerard Pass to Gerard Henry, pass, yeah. Um And uh, yeah, late on and uh, the yeah. Portugal one was when the local Nando's, the front window got smashed, didn't it, by some moron. <laughs> Aren't Nando's South African anyway? I think the rumour going around at the time was they were Portuguese, <laughs> hence why it was done over, but I don't know now whether they're Portuguese or not. Look it up, listeners, give yourself... Yeah. Mm. Anyway, if you've but... just come back from making a tea and you've noticed we're still waffling on about internationals... <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, obviously just uh, 
some silliness going on there. But uh, like I said to you off air before, I still don't think it will happen in Russia. Hopefully it won't. Anyway, well, I think the numbers of fans that officially booked to go has dropped significantly for England because it's in Russia. Yeah. But whether that's the case, I mean, there'll still be people going out there. They're going to cause trouble. They're going to cause trouble if that's what they're out there for. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can never stop them. Over. They've got a history of doing it, haven't they? So. On the plus side, we can forget about it now for a couple of months. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, they certainly have. We promise not to mention international football or the nonsense surrounding it again until the June. World Cup. Yeah, let's say June. <laughs> June. I think there's a couple more friendlies, but maybe we'll just... I think it's one. Gloss it? over those. It's just one, isn't it, I think? Is it? I think so. I think we've got Nigeria in a friendly. Is it? There you go. Yeah, go look out for that. We'll do an in-depth preview and uh, post-match analysis show coming to you from uh, from us Vladi <laughs> <Vladimir> Kavkaz <laughs> Liverpool played there in about 95 Volta um, uh, Volbograd <laughs> yeah, we're going to sit here now and just list, list old obscure um, Ukrainian and Russian football team let's move on let's move on to the top six in the Premier League which is something we can all get a bit more excited about isn't it the top six in the Premier League now um we were going to do the run-in for this season, but to be quite frank, there's too many fixtures and uh, we sort of have a vague idea how some of it at least is going to play out. So we thought a more interesting tactic would be to look at what the top six are going to do in the summer because they'll already be planning for that anyway. There's there's a couple of admin issues to sort out around who gets a Champions League place, but I don't think that's going to greatly affect some of the things we're going to talk about anyway. Um, so first, first things first. Let's talk about Manchester City, and uh, you would think, uh, Mark, that there wouldn't be a lot to talk about. But actually, Manchester City will find themselves in an interesting position this summer because no te- no team this decade has defended a Premier League title. Well, let's let's make a a small assumption that they're going to win the title, which I think we pretty much all know is going to happen. Um, so, how do Manchester City? stop that complacency from setting in because you know it's happened sort of to Chelsea this year a couple of years ago Chelsea fell off a cliff City have defended it I mean we haven't even seen really a strong defence of the title for a long time so City have actually got some work to do in in actually tackling that well yeah I mean you would you would argue obviously after seeing them this season they don't really have to improve on anything yeah Um, but um Obviously, I think Pep Guardiola's goal really is he wants to win the Champions League. Mm. Um, but Which they can win next season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, next season. Um, That's fine. But yeah, I mean, you kind of look at trying to have a look at where their um, where their weaknesses are, like this is. But apart from obviously the bit, sometimes look a little bit suspect at the back. But then you, but then also you think about you know the players they've got there. Who else do they bring in? Yeah, it's it's a little bit. I think, I think it's just. I, th- I think it's just going to come down to more defensive training more mm. than anything. I think because I, I don't really, I don't really see who he can bring in to improve what he's got yeah. already. Um, but Oliveira. <laughs> <laughs> We're I getting mean, to that. I mean, you've got. I mean, obviously, Vincent Company is obviously not first choice anymore. But you know, is he still a still um, a, a decent footballer? But you've got like you know Otamendi, who's who's come on leaps and bounds, looking a 
looking to top cars some defender now, um, even though I know we've said we're not going to talk about internationals anymore, but that um, <laughs> that Argentina game last night with Spain thrashed him. Apparently, uh, Mendy had a uh, he scored, but he had a mare. Oh, there you go. So um, preparing for next Wednesday. <laughs> so um, and then obviously spent big on report. Um, mm. I've got John Stones. Um, centre back, they're quite, you know, they're, they're, they um, are they're quite. Well they are. Yeah, yeah you, you do run through their squad and realise that. Um, Dan, I suppose actually, Mark's made a good point mm-hmm. about them being. Although I, I, I do wonder if company may be sort of gradually phased out as, yeah. as it goes on. I would think so, yeah. He'd, been, he'd become more of a bit part player, I think, than he already is. But, uh, but then they may have already replaced him with Laporte mm. coming in. So so it might be attacking, actually, because I think, you know, Guardiola, more than anyone, is going to know that if you stand still, then you go, you go backwards in football. So And they wanted Sanchez. They clearly wanted Sanchez. Mm. Didn't sign him. So you would think that there's still an idea of let's bring in another attacker because I think his ideal sort of formation has basically six attackers on the pitch. Um, <laughs> pretty much yeah and um, and, uh, and and the other thing is whether Sergio Aguero is part of that or not it always seems crazy to think that you would offload somebody that consistently is so clinical mm. no I agree the, totally. the rumours of Aguero going obviously have lingered all season possibly even last season when Guardiola first came in but um, I would say City are always going to be open talk about all the defenders that yeah. I don't think it matters yeah. who they bring in because the way that Guardiola opens the game out with uh, like wing backs coming into central midfield during open phases of play I don't I don't they're, think it matters their defending is supposed to be done high up the pitch isn't it it's, yeah. it's that old and once you thing. undo them it's, I mean Liverpool showed obviously it's been a rare occasion but Liverpool mm. showed at Anfield yeah. quite how open City can mm. be if you go for the throat it's just that a lot of teams can't go for the throat because when they lose the ball, yes, City will, you know, tear them apart. And they did that to Liverpool as well. Mm. So. I think if you play, I think if well, obviously what we see with Liverpool, I think if you play, you play with two wide wingers. That's why they get caught out because, like you say, they're um they're um when they haven't got the ball, um their wing backs will move inside, and if you've got if you've got um two um, you got two wingers stood out, just stay wide, get the ball to them. They're gonna they're gonna cause problems and um, yeah obviously Liverpool Liverpool showed that so yeah I think I think Guardiola backs uh, Klopp does as well I think I think they're similar in this regard I think they back their defenders to win their battles one on one but obviously that's not always gonna happen no. especially when you're coming up against better and better players so I, I think that's I think you're right I think he's quite brave in terms of his defenders and I think he backs them. Um, so yeah, I I think you're right in the sense that I don't think there'll be much they'll change, but I would still be surprised if one or two players didn't oh, come in. The high profile central. Stri- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in another central striker because you know as mad as it seems, there is still it's still an uncertainty um, over Aguero and um, and obviously Gabriel Jesus came in hit the ground running, got injured, um, and since then he's sort of been in and out and. Not really scored. Yeah, I'm not so. sure because I don't. I don't think he's reliant on a central striker. He likes no. I don't think he is. I think he's like he likes a fluid front three. Free, I think mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. he? Like but I, th- I think I think that's why Aguero is is not is leaving or will leave because he only I don't play think, central striker. I think he is such yeah. a central striker, a brilliant one, like we say. And I, I think it's not. 
it's you know again from Guardiola. I don't think it's any any slight on the player. He's just not the type of player that fits into that system. I think so. But it'd be interesting to see who goes in for him. Uh, I mean, he's always he's talked about going back to um, Argentina, hasn't he? I think he does quite regularly. Only I think in twenty. I think he said he said. I think he said at the end of his contract he wants to do it twenty twenty, doesn't he, or something, something like that. That's cricket, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he wants to finish his career back then. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm more interested to know whether or not if Guardiola completes a treble this year. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, does, it's perfectly possible it's perfectly if he does possible. does he stay because he only tends to stay at clubs for two three four years tops mm. if he completes a treble in season two it's very difficult to ever match that it's not like at Barcelona where it's a repeatable feat I don't necessarily know if City could do that the, the thing is obviously you, you, you say about that um, if if he did do that, where 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 is he going to go? Because yeah, you think about who he's he's managed Barcelona, he's managed Bayern Munich, he's managed, he's managed Manchester City. The only thing I can think is it could be PSG. PSG. No, that's yeah. They that's will it. need a manager. I mean, I think it's and they're wanting they're wanting to win the Champions League. Although you know that, yeah. they brought in the current manager to do that, and he hasn't. But well, I think yeah. There's apparently still rumours that Emery's going to leave in the in yeah. the um, summer anyway. I think there's already. I don't think there's any doubt in that. I think. Getting turned over by Madrid at home as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that's City. Uh, let's let's move on to Manchester United, who have had a turbulent few weeks. Um, still, you know, doing well. Still in the FA Cup semi-finals, um, second place by five points. So looking strong for the top, certainly for the top four, and you would think likely second place. Um, so, but it's not. A happy camp at the moment uh, despite all that uh, they obviously got knocked out of the European uh, Cup um, again I mean there's there's absolutely no chance of Mourinho going anywhere Dan because he's uh, signed a new deal but uh, I yeah it's, it's sort of interesting to see what happens I mean there's, there's already been sort of a few rumours of uh, I think it's probably paper talk about someone like Vidal going to uh, United which which seems now a very United move, like Griezmann, Bale. I mean, yeah. the list is endless. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if any of them ended up there. But um, I think the same. They're going to have the same sort of, well, not problem, but it's kind of like, are all these players going to fit into this Mourinho way of playing? It's very early in a Mourinho tenure to have this upheaval already. Yeah, well, season two is normally where he's winning things, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and he, he, well, he might win the FA Cup, but it, it sounds to all reasonable sources like his relationship with Pogba has deteriorated. I know it's media mm. talk, but I think there's enough been substantiated now to suggest that, mm. that, that that's not in a good place. Key player, arguably. Um, and then, and then the, the other thing is um, you bring in these, uh, bring in a Griezmann or a Bale, but I mean, who's the most effective players for United say Mark this season have been the likes of Rashford and mm-hmm. uh, Martial really when they played well maybe not so much him he's been in and out but you know still looked a threat so you're sort of relegating those players who've actually done quite well for United to you know sub, you know reserve team or substitute status yeah, I've Sanchez, by the way. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I forgot Sanchez was there. I was, I was just going to say. I mean, I, I, I feel a bit sorry for um, Rashford and, and Martial because 
they've obviously signed Sanchez, he's gone straight into the team and it's not really worked out at the moment, um, whether or not he's just, he's, he's not fitting into um, Reno's style of play, but um, but obviously before before he come in, you, you know, you had, um, you may have got Rashford one side um, and Martial the other side, or you just obviously have one or the other um, on the on the left hand side and um, Lukaku up front, and they're all doing all right. But obviously, as soon as soon as they've built Sanchez in, they sort of it's it's kind of sort of disturbed their. I mean, I mean, they're still obviously in second place, but recently they haven't looked great. No, have they? So I mean, despite the fact that their defense on paper isn't particularly good, I don't. I think they've actually got. Yeah, they've done the best defense in the league. I think they have. They've certainly they've conceded on like six at home. Or Which under Mourinho perhaps shouldn't be a surprise. No, I think a strong home record as well under yeah. him is always almost a given. You, you would have thought there wouldn't be much change there for the goalkeeper unless the goalkeeper decides he wants to leave. I think the thing is, you, you struggle to see it's not players in the squad per se that needs to change, it's the philosophy because they've got yeah. Martial, Rashford, Mata, Lingard. Pogba, Lukaku, I mean, what an incredible list of attacking talent that yeah. is. And yet, you watch them, it's so turgid, it's so dull. Like, you expect United to go for the throat every time mm. they get the ball. It's the, it's the United that we all grew up watching. Yeah, maybe yeah. We, maybe we were spoiled. Cross after regard, cross in the box. And you knew that if it <laughs> was in the 90th <laughs> minute, you know, Gary Neville would yeah. cross in and a Van Nistelrooy would be there sniffing yeah, throw the kitchen or... sink at you at every yeah, single a you... goal would be come from, come from somewhere wouldn't it well the thing is even if you even when you used to beat United it was an ordeal wasn't it you had to hang on you had to proper yeah. go through the motions whereas I think teams I think obviously I watched Spurs play United this season and United were barely in the game and they didn't lay a glove on Spurs and you thought even, even you know Ferguson United teams obviously lost games all teams do but you know, they they really let you know you're in a scrap and yeah, some some of the games I've seen this season where they've just not really turned up. So I, all the more reason is I say odd that they've offered Mourinho or he's signed a new contract and it's actually been signed. I, but I heard it had been agreed a few weeks back. I don't know if it was a verbal agreement or what, but even if that's the case, I find it's difficult to know what to make of that because they're second to an incredible Man City team. Yeah, yeah. if you remo- remove City and they're fighting out the title with Liverpool. Well, ex- exactly. So, so, I mean, <laughs> I know you can say that about anything, but, you know. And, and then, obviously, the, the European Cup displays against Sevilla were hugely disappointing. They probably should have. That's the sort of game where you'd expect them to have a go and they, they didn't want to take any risks and they played that sort of defensive yeah. sideways football and got picked off. Um, so... Yes, I can understand why you'd offer him a new contract because with Mourinho you get trophies, but at the same time you get discontent, mm. you get short-term reigns. So offering like a, a long-term deal, I don't know whether that's wise. Yeah. It's always felt like a marriage of convenience to me that that, that this relationship, more than anything. I mean, I suppose the best best analogy is from when he was at Real Madrid, and because it's a similar, I think it's the one club in his. You know, CV that he's of a similar size. No disrespect to the rest of them. There's some big teams in there, but you know, United and Madrid are t- giants. And uh, yeah, that didn't end well either, did it? In the end, no, uh, but he did win the title, obviously as well. Yeah, was it so. not with a record points haul or something that particular season? I think it could have been. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed everybody that year. Yeah, um, he's obviously got it in him, and he had incredible reputation 
um, for being loved by his players at Inter. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They all fought incredibly for popular at Inter, not with the press, but with <laughs> the squad. Um, I just I, I don't know what to make of Mourinho anymore. I think we touched on it before, but he's not the guy I remember. In yeah, his, in his first visit here. Yeah, he does feel a bit like a wounded animal. In a way, uh, it feels a bit like uh, he's, he's at a bit of a crossroads, and he, he sort of like isn't as sure of himself as he once was. Has become, I think, more cautious. I mean, he's he's always had a sort of a solid approach, but I think he's you know I think he's become more cautious over time with his his teams, and put the handbrake on even more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, both in his um his you know his tactics and and also in his character, I think yeah, he's not definitely he's more withdrawn. Yeah, yeah, because he was obviously you know he was the self-proclaimed special one, yeah. wasn't he? Um, there, but you know you don't hear that from it for him now. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's a lot more reserved these days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let's t- go on to the clubs who are still sort of in the hunt. Really, I mean, I suppose United are really, but I think they'll probably qualify um, for the Champions League space. So uh, Liverpool next. Um, I think in the summer, uh, Liverpool will uh, try and move forward with the next stage of recruitment. Um, I think there'll be a couple more additions, uh, possibly a goalkeeper. Um, probably a midfielder alongside Naby Keita and another one for the forward line but I don't I think it'll be more a case of fine tuning things now and I think that regardless of you know were they to finish outside of the top four I think it would be the same um, it would be the same thoughts whether they could get the same profile of player I'm not sure but I think that, that'll be the uh, that'll be the goal it'll be uh, just absolutely refining what's there I think every football fan in the country that knows football and even slightly will think they know what the obvious changes that needs to happen at Liverpool despite the improvement and it's in goal isn't it yeah um, yeah I think it probably I think it probably still will I mean I, I know there's been I know there's basically Klopp sort of rubbished it or somebody rubbished it and said that he's happy with Carrius but I think that's a bit toffy um, until the end of the season I think there still will be an update, and you know, yeah, and he has done well um, since he's come in the last couple of months, and he's looked a lot more confident. But uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't didn't uh, absolutely because I think, I mean, I think even yeah, Ed, Edison at City has done pretty well. Um, he hasn't been amazing. It's not had that much to do with it. He did too, has not No, a lot of the time. But you know, when you look at the contrast between him and Bravo. You know, um, in terms of what Bravo was doing last season and sort of making silly mistakes, and that that was all they needed. So well, I was going to say, interestingly, obviously Guardiola brought Bravo in, mm. had to stick with him for the season, realised his mistake, saw there was still a problem there, and yeah. dealt with it. And I think that's something Liverpool haven't done, perhaps. Or yeah, I think I think they I think they've tried to obviously with um, obviously when Cop just. He, he realised that Mignolet wasn't, you know, although a decent keeper wasn't, you know, top class and I was yeah. having a mistake in him. You know, I think he's, I think he's, he has kind of sorted it with um, Carrius, although I think, I think Carrius is probably best years are still in front of him. He's still a young goalkeeper. Um I think that um, Carrius may be Liverpool's number one in, in, in years to come. But I think at this moment in time, 
he needs a little bit more experience. I mean, the 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 one obviously you're being linked with is um Alison Becker, yeah. isn't it? To, yeah. Um, from Roma, who um, the saying is um is is actually um is better than Edison. He's keeping saying. him out of the Brazil yeah. side, isn't he, at the moment? But um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um, he, I mean, the only, only thing is with the nature of the position being what it is, it's. I do think Carriers has got the makings of something in him, but mm. it's, it's yeah. difficult to see where he gets his minutes if we do bring in Allison, unless it's the cut competitions and uh, the rest of it, because I, I still think there's definitely a goalkeeper there. I think Mignolet apparently wants to stay and fight for his place, but I think that decision has probably yeah. been taken away from him. See, CSI, we had some good times, we had some uh, not so good times, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think there's a lot more. Like I, say, I think they'll 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 change a bit in midfield because they're bringing in Kaiter anyway. Mm-hmm. Emre Chan, I think, is going to leave, so they'll they'll bring in someone to replace him. Looks like Jorginho is the is the name going around. Don't know enough about him. He looked decent last night actually for Italy. Yeah. Who's um, he play for? Uh, Napoli. Yeah, I was going to say oh. Lazio. Yeah, it's Napoli. <laughs> Um, yeah there you go Um, so yeah and I think it'll be interesting to see who they I think they will strengthen attacking so it'll be interesting to see who they get I was going to say we're talking about the interchangeable players in the front three at City yeah will Liverpool go and get an out and out centre forward or again does it not really suit what Klopp's trying to do I just think it's it's very difficult to uh, replicate to find someone who can replicate what uh, Firmino offers. He's a very unconventional centre forward, and I don't think there. I think if there is anyone now out there who's sort of like an eighty percent Roberto Firmino, they're already playing for a team that <laughs> you know that Liverpool aren't going to get him from. So I don't think you know. Obviously, everything you know you can always be proved wrong all the time. But I don't think they'll go for an out-and-out centre-forward. I think it'll be more likely a wide player. So the rumours Again. this week, £86 million pound bid for, or rumoured yeah, um, for yeah. Timo Werner, yeah. Yeah, but, well, that, that has been, um, I mean, obviously, you know, as we all do on Twitter, follow journalists who are close to the club, and that has been, that apparently that interest isn't as hot as you think, as they, they are making it out to be, apparently. Uh, according to one journalist, who I think is pretty reliable, but um, so I'm and and for the reasons I just said, I'm not totally sold on the Timo Werner idea. Although I do think he does look like a very good player. So, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think there is as great a need for Liverpool to bring in um, a a sort of a strength, central striker now than than possibly last season. Because I think that Roberto Firmino, um, Firmino is one of, if not, the most improved player in the mm. Premier League. Um, I think if you bring anyone in, it would be as a sort of a backup, more of a backup. Because I, I, I think, yeah, I think um, Firmino's just made that that position his, his own. Yeah. And he work, he, like I say, works well with um, um, Salah one side and um, and Mane the other. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think. Oh, I think you really just need to bring someone in for the numbers. Well, I think yeah, I think it's a, an idea of um, looking at what happened with the, this season with Salah. So last season, Mane was out for a while and we really missed him. So they thought, oh, we'll bring in Salah. And ostensibly, initially, we were thinking, oh, Salah can deputise for Mane, which 
he kind of can, hasn't really had to do, but he can do. But obviously, he's been off the charts. So I kind of want them to do that again. I mean, obviously, probably not somebody who's going to have the same impact. But I want you to say, okay, we've got this player who's going to deputise for Salah and Mane. And then you've got players across the front six. Again, a bit like Guardiola. Uh, So, I mean, I think I I don't know enough about... um, I don't haven't seen him, but you know, from what I've heard of this Pulisic, I think he might be the one that that you should go for. for Dortmund, yeah, yeah. Only, yeah. He sounds to me, you know, like a wide player who cuts inside again. He sounds like me, like somebody who could come in and, and do that kind of job. But again, uh, all I've heard is uh, I've not really seen enough of him. But you know, I've just heard he's a good player and and that they are interested in him. The track record of Dortmund players coming to the Premier League and being successful isn't massively high, is it? Because you think Shinji Kagawa, yeah, uh, Mkhitaryan. Sahin, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I know it was only a loan deal, wasn't it? Was it, was it, it was a loan deal? Yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't stay for long. Like Early no. days, obviously, for Aubameyang, but again... He's done okay. Yeah, he's done okay to start so, with. We'll, we'll, obviously, go, yeah. we'll, go, we'll go on to that, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, like you say, um, it's been a been a few Dortmund players come over to the Premier League and not, yeah. not, um, yeah, well, it, yeah, we say not gone particularly well for them. No, so. but but then I, I don't know. I don't. You know, the future think, does look bright for that Pulisic, though. Is yeah, yeah. I think I think you. I mean, like I say, it's I, an American international, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah, which you know, some people are saying as well. With the owners being American, oh, it's a, a marketing opportunity. And oh, I'll go and sign DeAndre but, Yedlin. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, I think on that note, we should move on to Spurs. Let's talk about Spurs now. Mm. Um, Seamless link. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, from Yedlin to Spurs. Our first reasonable one of the evening, actually. Mm. <laughs> but do you think actually? Do you think Yedlin was a bit of a um, um, a marketing um, th- thing? Because as you signed him, and he played like one game, didn't he? Cynically, you'd have to say so. <laughs> really, wouldn't you? I mean, it, I I don't think he perhaps developed and progressed to what they wanted no he looked promising when you signed him but he did, didn't, he did. Yeah. I was quite pleased when they picked him up um, but I mean obviously he went to Sunderland first I think mm. before then going on to Newcastle yeah, a few loan deals wasn't it and then yeah um, picked up by yeah. Newcastle yeah he's never quite going to hit the very top end and as an American footballer I guess that's to be expected to a degree I don't think many of them have you've got Alexi Lallis Clint Dempsey I mean, then you're talking about Josie Altidore. <laughs> so. Brian McBride. Yeah, Joe Max Moore. That doesn't count. I, I does could it? go on. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. American Players Podcast coming. That's, that's another show idea. Who's the yeah. one that played for West Ham back in like the early 90s? What, American? Yeah. Try and think of it and come back to it at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah leave that with us, listeners, because we, we'll forget. Um, do maybe look at it yourself. Let's talk about Spurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, they're at an interesting point as well in their sort of evolution. Now they're going to move back into the new stadium next season. Excited so. for that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because really you know, sometimes, you know, um, I'm not wishing it on Spurs. You can sometimes have team problems. Sometimes you can't. Um, so, um, Oh, is there going to be a white hot lane to hoodoo? Is this going to have hoodoos all over the shop? Um, so the, the squad of players looks fairly settled the manager looks settled but you know there's one or two just sort of niggly issues around kind of like wages and things like that that uh, seems to be going on at the moment and you mentioned obviously you know the Toby Alderweireld 
well, I managed to sort of say it right. You've got your lips around that. <laughs> For the first time. the first time, time seeing <laughs> Um, so there, there was that um, uh, before he came on air saying that he apparently he's refusing to sign a new deal so there is one or two question marks well the club can't afford to keep him with the wages he wants which I think they're only about 20-30 grand apart which in the grand scheme of things you'd think one why doesn't the club just do it I suppose they've got a structure and fair play to them for sticking to it um, and then you think from a player's point of view unless he knows he's got a big move lined up yeah, grand a week if you're already on 100x amount. Does I don't it really make a difference. I don't see what that move is unless he's going abroad because I don't well, I don't think City or United will be in for him because they're quite well stopped. I don't think Spurs will sell him to an English rival. I think Carl Walker was a little bit different, but because um, obviously he's from is he from Sheffield? I think so he's yeah, back up in that direction. But uh, I, I don't think they'll sell him to an English club. I think he'll be back to Spain or maybe mm. Germany. Mm. I think I mean. If he was going to go to an English club, because you've you, you just obviously just ruled ruled him out of it, but I think I think United could go. United could have, and United were paying wages. Well, if they can afford it now after paying Sanchez, whatever they mm. pay here, strengthen the rival again, and I think the club got to be careful about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that obviously Tottenham will sell him to a rival, but I just said if anybody did yeah. need him in the Premier League and in, in the Premier League, it probably would be United. Do you think they do though? I mean, they, they are quite well stocked in that area, well, unless they're sort of binning off Lindelof. And uh, but how many of them would you think could get into say the um, current Spurs lineup at its full? I mean, could Smalling, Jones, Lindelof, could any of those displace no. Alvaro de Vertonghen? I don't think they could. No, that's a fair point. They probably couldn't. <laughs> so, but then they've got the best defense in the league. Yeah. On paper, yeah, uh, you know, statistically, I, yeah. I think I keep looking at that and just thinking, well, they must be really good, even though I've actually seen them get embarrassed a few times this season. Got Marcus Rocco to come back as well, yeah, exactly. Really improved, he's done, he's signed a new deal, actually. Yeah. So, we're venturing back up into United, yes, yes, yeah. Let's, let's, we've um, done them at length from a Spurs point of view. It's it's kind of sad to see that back four gradually getting broken up because obviously, you've had Carl Walker go, Alderweireld kind of looks nailed on that that's going to happen. Danny Rose, Danny Rose will more than likely also be shown the door in the summer um, I think that's best for all parties now so that, bridges, doesn't he? that leaves a back four formally really strong and you knew what you were getting mm. every week Alderweireld's going to be the only one left and he's just about to turn 31 or 32 oh yeah. you mean um, Vertonghen you mean yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that's Alderweireld yeah, yeah, he he's on the brain because he won't sign the contract but you pronounced his name perfectly he did well, well done yeah perhaps um, so yeah seeing that back four break up is a concern yeah, um, and the replacements they brought in still not sold on Serge Aurier I was quite excited when they signed him as the replacement but he looks <laughs> I'm, I, shaking I think Pochettino will improve him yeah I think at this moment in time he's a little bit of a li- liability mm. um, Kieran Trippier is yeah I think he's, well, he's, he's easily your first choice yeah and I think the only problem with that is and we've mentioned it on previous pods is when he comes up against raw pace yeah, he hasn't got what what obviously what Carl Walker has, and obviously Uriah is quite is quick as well. Luckily, Davinson Sanchez plays on his side of that back four. And yeah, that's been a real positive this season. If if Alvaro does indeed leave, yeah, they've got him in there, and he's had most of this season with Alvaro being injured as mm-hmm. well to to bed in. So it might not have the impact that 
I'm worried that it will. I mean, Sanchez, had a, had a, he's had a couple of iffy moments now and again, um, but he's still young in there. He's, yeah. he's, I think he only had, like, I think he only had, was it one season at Ajax? One season at Ajax, yeah. I think. Um, I've been impressed with him on the whole. So yeah, no, he yeah. does it. He, he looks, you know, he's he's got, he's pacey, he's strong. But if you'd have said to me a year ago that um, Ben Davis and Kieran Trippier were going to be our first choice wing backs, mm. At this point, mm. I'd have been really disappointed because Carl Walker, I still think, is an outstanding mm. right back. Um, or he's got a rick in him, but every player does really. Yeah, it's difficult not to from right back. Now. I've been I've been impressed with Ben um, Ben Davis, so I think yeah, he's I really th- stepped up. Yeah, I think obviously he's much more solid than last season. If um if Rose does leave, which it looks like he is, I I think you you, you know you've got no problem with um because he's been playing most weeks anyway when um Rose has been out injured anyway, so I think you've got no problem. You might have to sign somebody else as you know your backup, but well, I mean the, the two rumours again at the mm-hmm. moment are. Um, Alfie Morton to come yeah. in from Swansea. Sent it back though. Um, yeah, as the oh, we have some place for Aldevera. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Luke Shaw in yeah. a swap deal for Danny Rose. Yeah, um, not sure what I think of that. I think we discussed it last week actually briefly, so I won't go into it again. But I think um, if anyone can get the best out of Luke Shaw, it would be Potch. Yeah, I think he needs a coach. He, he, he needs someone. I think he just needs somebody to like. You know, just basically sit down with him, just put an arm around him every now and again, and just look, look. You know, you've got you've got the talent. Um, whereas Mourinho's just basically coming out in public and just ripping him. Yeah, you need so somebody just... who's interested in improving players. I think yeah. Mourinho's like, well, my left back's not great. Sound, I'll buy a better left back. Mm, like, exactly. That's him. Whereas I think Pochettino's a bit more like, no, actually, I I, I quite like to work with this player. Got a bit a bit more belief in the in, yeah. in players. You know, giving him a a chance because you have, if you have a look. Over um over the last few years um um uh, yeah over the last few years well since Pochettino's been in charge anyway I mean I saw um I saw like a, a snippet of um an interview with um Ryan Mason that week and just said that um and he he had and he had like this really nice words to say about Pochettino and just said he just come back from a loan spell. He was nowhere near the first team, and um, and he was he was basically training. And Poch come up to one day and just said, you know, you just keep going. You do. I, I like what I see. And then also he, he was he come into the first team. And then we sold him. Yeah, and then he sold him <laughs> because that well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say yes. Poch team obviously has a reputation for improving yeah. players of a certain standard. Um, so aside from that defense breakup and how that settles over the next year to eighteen months. Um, the thing with Spurs and the media talk about it a lot is the one to eleven is very strong. Mm. It's what you've got. The biggest issue mm. was always the squad, but since then they've added Lucas Moura. Yeah, they've yeah. got more. Got Sissoko this year, who's improved in the last couple of months. I still would probably <laughs> take him out and put somebody else in. Um, but with everybody fit, Lamella coming back, it uh, doesn't seem up. Going well, forward, I'm, I'm not seeing back a lot well. of. Or in midfield, I'm not seeing a lot of places where Spurs need to make drastic changes. No, again, it might be another summer of trying to make sure we don't lose the best players, like an Eriksen, for example, keeping him happy. Yeah. Um, The only obvious replacement might be Lorente. Yeah, it hasn't really really worked out, has it? And I think they probably do need a striker to come in, unless they're going to look at Janssen again, but I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, Son's done really well. That's the thing, and I think that covers us off a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's... Of course, he scored 18 league goals this year, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just the whole sort of backup striker thing is just not really work. It's like you say, you signed signed Janssen, that didn't really work. 
It's so, hard though you know, like, because you're basically you're sort of basically backing up the best striker in the league. Well, you? you've got yeah, you've you got need either a veteran who knows they're not going to play much, Lorente. Yeah, yeah. Or you need a youngster who probably wants to play more and is hungry, but who can step up. And that's what they tried with Janssen, and obviously it didn't pay out. Well, but and before that, obviously with Nkudu and um, and Clinton and G. Really, yeah, but they were more sort of pacey wingers rather than. Well, uh, forwards, I suppose you say, in it, not strikers. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't feel forwards, like yeah. the like replacement of Kane was out. No, no, no. no I mean, I'd love to see Spurs go, okay, so we've got one great striker. Let's sort of take the burden off him a little bit and have another great striker yeah. who you can alternate with and even play him as a pair when things call for it. But I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, it doesn't seem to go for that system anyway, does he? He doesn't like seem to go for the two up top, really. He likes one off. So I think that they might invest in another youngster. I think that they really well. I think they really want um, the Janssen thing to work because obviously he's you know he's a he's, he's still young and I think he's doing all right in Turkey. I think he is scoring goals. So maybe you know if I think he's, he's injured at the moment, isn't he? I think I think he, I think you might be right actually. But I think he's he scored he scored a few since he's been over there. But obviously if he can. He comes back after you know scoring a decent amount of goals. Then Maybe. Poch might have a look at um, but then him is he again. Want to be on the bench? Well, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, I think just before we're supposed to be better mm. move on to Chelsea, but um, talking of other players, Spurs linked with again perhaps the stature of the club. James Madison, I think his name is James Madison. The yeah, Norwich. Of Norwich. Another young, a handy young English player. Mm. And uh, Ryan Sessegnon, obviously probably a bit some competition from Liverpool and others yeah he's so, seeing, seeing his names being mentioned in dispatches with both Liverpool and Spurs again I mean he keeps getting called like a Gareth Bale yeah he's supposed to be a reincarnate but I don't know whether that's fair no, well, well, I, 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 I've just not seen him what, shouldn't be player, what, players no, said no, before. well no what I like about him actually yeah because he he, um, he he basically um so yeah, someone said to him just so yes, you're being you're being compared to uh, you know you're being touted as the new Gareth Bell, and he's basically just come out and just said, I'm not Gareth Bell, I'm Ryan Sessegnon, and so and he's well, he's got that yeah, bit right. He knows yeah. who he is. You can't say he doesn't no, know who he, he is. Seems for yeah. for a young for yeah. a young kid. Level headed. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. seems very grounded, which yeah. which is good because you could easily you know you could easily go like. Oh, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting compared to this player, and it all just goes to his head. And then you've seen, you've seen over years, it happened with young players, very promising at a young age, and then for the scrappy, pretty much. If I'd been him, I'd said Gareth Bale's the old me. Uh, <laughs> Be a good comeback, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you may, let's let's move on to Chelsea because we are we are getting pushed for time. Uh, in some ways, uh, the most interesting club in the league because you just don't really quite know what's going on. Um, we, we all seem we all have a strong suspicion that the manager will no longer be in situ by the summer. I, I would be fairly surprised now if he was still in the job next season. Thomas Tuchel. Uh, you think Tuchel? Because uh, Enrique seems to be the one that was uh, being heavily linked for a while, but uh, I, I I don't know who the latest uh, latest. I think is. I think Tuchel is more likely um, to get the Bayern Munich job at the end of the season. Well, I, I listen to a, a myriad of other... Before Yup Hankies comes in once again. Well, no, he's, well, he's there at the moment, isn't he? Exactly. At the end of the season, he'll yeah. it, leave, then come back in the mid-season for the 19th time. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen to a lot of other football podcasts. You traitor. I apologise, but, you know, they're done professionally. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Thanks. Uh, one of the guys whose opinion I respect quite a lot has said that 
there's probably a deal in place already actually for Tuchel and he's had to turn down buying because okay. his deal's already in place not, it hasn't stipulated who so it may not be Chelsea um, there's a cat meowing outside <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's a very strange sound um, yeah so uh, I, my, my feeling is it'll be him and I think Enrique will end up at PSG but um, yeah I mean and who's I mean from talking about it as well who's going to be left in terms of playing stuff you, it's, it seems to be likely that this is also the summer that Eden Hazard makes his big move um, I think I don't think he'll be a Chelsea player next season don't know whether it'll be PSG or Real but I think it'll be one of those two I don't think Real would have been impressed by his performances against Barca in two legs no he didn't really stand out I think Willian actually looked better mm. Yeah, he's a good player, Willian. I, I wonder if uh, wonder if he'll go anywhere. It, it seems an seems an odd club at the moment, in in the sense that Conte can still get them set up for any game, and you feel like they'll like, to Spurs on Saturday. <laughs> <won't they? laughs> you feel like yeah, I mean, you feel that they could beat Spurs, and you, you know you feel like they could win the cup, but um, they also seem very brittle. Mm. Uh, and the centre of their midfield is, I think. Losing Matic has hit them harder than they would have, uh, that they probably um, anticipated. They've brought um, Bakayoko in, who's not really impressed. No, I didn't cut it. Um, obviously, you've got Kante still in there, but Kante's not the same player. Because um, I, I think him, I him and Matic together work quite well. Whereas, I think, yeah, I think my my theory on him is is that he does a lot of another player's running for them mm. um, so Matic is basically a big solid block of a guy isn't he yeah he, he stands there breaks things up shape like a chew it. <laughs> <laughs> reference to last week's show beautiful um, so and Kante does a lot of them I mean, you still see Kante have good games but I you're right I think Kante's done badly I think no, no I don't think no so. I don't think so but I, you know, he's not midfield. influenced games as much as Maybe. he did last season. I think that midfield isn't working as well. Definitely. But they've got a title-winning midfield from the year before there because yeah, true. they could just throw Danny Drinkwater in. Well, Fabregas. Well, yeah, but obviously Kanté and Drinkwater. Oh well, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah so I know. Yeah, so I know what you're saying now. The whole yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't even thought think, that. If anything, they should be perfectly complemented to each other. From, from I mean. So I'm not too sure I buy this idea that Chelsea haven't got the midfield there because if it's won the title once, there must be something in that. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the drop off. I mean, the defence and Christensen has done quite well for them this season. I think, general speaking, he's looked like yeah. a good player coming mm-hmm. through. Uh, he's keeping Gary Cahill out of the side now. Um, so, I mean, it does sometimes feel as well like there wouldn't be a tremendous amount wrong, but then. There's been some odd decisions in the transfer market, like couldn't really get my drink water and Barkley. Not so much poor players, but don't think the manager really wanted them. He seems to hate Ross Barkley. Those are the noises he seems to have made. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a strange one, because is, is Ross Barkley actually injured, or is he just not... He just doesn't play. He just, just doesn't, doesn't play. play. No, which is very odd. So uh, if that's the case, he must be questioning his decision after... I find it really odd that obviously he turned him down because he wanted to think about it yeah. while <laughs> when he was on injured. the treadmill. Yeah, and then it and then it kind of looks like Doing he, was, he was he was after yeah. the move to Spurs, but then obviously Chelsea came back in for him and Spurs didn't. So yeah. I think he was his his hand was forced, but maybe he, now he's thinking he should have stayed at Everton. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really hard to work out what's going to happen, other than you think the manager's going to go and a couple of key players might leave, but. 
Does that mean Chelsea come again bring... next year? And then they have the season drop-off. <laughs> it does seem like they're doing that, that now, pattern. doesn't it? Mm. It's like, yeah, next season will be brilliant again. And then the season after will be rubbish again. But yeah. if you're a Chelsea fan, and you can see that happening every other year, at what point do you start pointing at the players and saying, well, you're just down in tools whenever you don't fancy it? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's... I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole other show, isn't it? But... You know, I mentioned earlier in the City thing how hard it is to win the league and then maintain the same levels. And Chelsea just seem to be a, a case in point. Of course, you may you may be on to something as well. And certainly, I think under Mourinho, some of the players did down tools, which you know some of the fans haven't forgotten either. So I the, suppose the same thing happened that, at Leicester, won the title. And yeah, then yeah, the went dropped missing. off. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so there is that. I don't know if it's whether you you give your all for so long and for so hard fight, and then then afterwards you just haven't got the same desire. But I don't think that happens at City next year. Yeah, it might help City that they've though. basically won the league now. Well, then it's sort of that, that, that down to the manager. Well, you sort of you imagine Pep's obviously cheering him up, I mean, cheering people up, but don't really see that with Conte. No, he's, yeah, he's more of a tactical manager yeah. anyway, isn't he? I think so. You know. I used to own tactical manager back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Commodore Amiga. Beautiful. Um, a Marcello okay. Lippi on the front. There you go. Anybody have that? I didn't know. No. I didn't. I wish I did though, because he's a he's a fine fine gentleman with a good head of hair. I always used to like um, sign Gordon Dalziel. I think his name was or DL. I suppose it would be pronounced now. Yeah. Yeah. You're just stalling while we while we move on to talk about Arsenal. Mm. We're going to finish by talking about Arsenal. Mark doesn't want us to. Um, we haven't left ourselves enough time to talk about Arsenal. Well, it's. I always feel like you could spend about an hour talking. Yeah, we could probably do a podcast. We could, Arsenal, we could. But, but then, having said that, it kind of becomes sort of saying the same things. So Maybe because it's a broken record, then it changes. <laughs> so, what do Arsenal need in the summer? Well. <laughs> Shall I just write one to eleven down? Yeah, you want to manager. Um, Wenger needs Wenger needs to go because we are we are basically going backwards. And as much as you know, I've loved what Wenger's done for the club over the years. He's now ruining his, ruining his legacy, and like I said, we're going backwards as a club. It sort of doesn't help now, does it? You probably have a decent period of form, so people aren't going to forget that you're in this position you're in but it's sort of like it feels like you can't have a massive go at him while you're doing alright well, so it's kind of like it's kind of like I mean I, th- I think it's fairly clear I think you're right and the writing's been on the wall for some time but you know it, it's hard to harder to make the case when you're sort of sort of going along okay and could win the Europa League well yeah I don't I don't think I don't think we'll win the Europa League because with Atletico Madrid in there um, they're they're you know they're the clear favourites, and if we, where whenever we come up against, let's say, well, if we did come up against them, I mean, if we, if we, um, if we got through um, against everyone else and met them in the final, or if we met them beforehand, yeah, they beat us quite easily. I should think. Would you like their manager? I don't know. Um, I think he he wouldn't suit Arsenal's legacy, as in like the way he we suit play. The style at no. the moment, would he? No, that's the thing. I mean, seems like a good manager, but um, kind of sort of defensive. Yeah, he's a very, very counter-attacking manager. A very good counter-attacking manager. Yeah. But um, I mean, uh, he yeah, he would be it would be a departure for Arsenal. 
Yeah, I know what you're saying, obviously. Yes, we're doing okay the last couple of weeks and kind of reached sort of Arsenal stage of the season. Yeah. You know, we, we, we quite quite often finish strongly mm-hmm. and we have, um, well, apart from, I think, United away, we've got favourable fixtures yeah, as well. Yeah, um, But, yeah, in the, in the apart from, obviously, the manager, I think we need a new goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Petacek's been a great keeper over the years, but he's not the keeper as he once were no. was. Um, we need another right back. Probably sign Simon Minule. <laughs> no thanks. Um, yeah, obviously Bellerin has been also uh, has been rumours whether he's gonna stay or he's gonna leave. But apparently his agents come out and just said he's got you no know, interest in leaving. So it looks like he's gonna be there. But he's our only really right back. So we need another right back. Um, centre back I think we need to bring in another two centre backs wow. because Mustafi's not good enough Koscielny is but he's he's got a chronic Achilles problem that we, we have to um, manage basically yeah. with it and he's this season he's looked like he's fallen off the pace he's now into his I think he's 30 to 31, yeah, so yeah, I think I think we need to we need to overhaul that left back. I think we're actually okay because um, Monreal, even though getting on in years, he's now in his 30s, it's looked quite decent. We've we've got bought in Krasanac, who although looks a bit iffy defending at the moment, um, can also improve that. It's decent going forward, he gets the old goal, doesn't he? yeah, yeah. Um, and then, apart from that, it's just the whole... I think we're okay with regards to four players now. Mm. But um, we need, as I've been saying for seasons and seasons and seasons, we need somebody like in the Vieira role, um, in the Vieira mould. A, a, a player is just going to break up the play. And um, El Nene just signed a new contract, so that, that should solve that. He's not the same sort of player. I like Al Nenny, to be fair. He's um, he he, ne- he never lets us down. Um, but he's 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 okay as a squad player. But um, I wouldn't say he'd be a sort of he'd be your first choice. There are very few Vieiras out there now. And no, I think no. I've, I've got. I mean, I haven't seen enough of him, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that we may we may have pinched one in Naby Keita. But, mm. but um, that's only from watching some of the stuff he's done. But there's not that many. Of that no. type of player. That's that's the problem, isn't it? Um, and I don't think how Arsenal play. They just they don't p- play um, to if the, if we had one of the, um, a player like that, we wouldn't. You know, it, it would sort of mess up our style of play. But you know, in some some games I've watched this season, stuff we've just been wide open. We've you know, especially I think Manchester City was one of them where we've just got carved open at yeah. ease and so much space I mean they the can obviously do that to any team but yeah it doesn't help does yeah. it when you're at home the, the problem Arsenal have got I think is that even if they go on a good run like you say they're sort of performing a little better at the moment as soon as there's one bad result yeah the yeah. discontent starts to bubble up again well, I say not not really bubble up. It comes from sort of like being sort of down here, and then we lose one game, it's up here. Yeah. I think there's no sort of gradual thing. It's basically like it's like oh, we're doing okay. Lose a game, finger out. Yeah. Because this is radio, um, Mark's describing <laughs> height differences with his hand, just so <laughs> you all know what's going on here. Yeah, I'm recording it. Yeah, <laughs> video desk. Must be a secret video. But yeah, so um, I think Arsenal have got a problem in 
in that that's always there in the background. Even after a couple of good results, it's not like the last five, six years is going to be forgotten. No, it won't go away. It won't go away. I, mean, I still think you win the Europa League. I think because Arsenal can turn up on their day. We can. Yeah, they could uh, beat Madrid in a well, one-off game. There's, there's, over, there's, right? there's, there's a, I mean, Madrid can beat Arsenal. Assuming as well. you both make it, of course. Yeah, but, uh, they, they could, they could. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's gone on too long now, hasn't it? Because this discontent was, has been sort of simmering for a number of years, and in, in, in a certain sort of way, you could almost say possibly winning the FA Cup was actually one of the worst things that happened for Arsenal because it kind of gave Wenger something to point at and say, but look, I've won you this. Perhaps perhaps this is the second coming of Wenger. Perhaps I'm coming well, back. That, You're never going to turn it down, but it, it kind of may have prolonged what has become a bit of a... Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it could have worked both ways, couldn't it? It could have been a case that, you know, I've... You know, I've well how, he, how he's done so I've won the FA Cup you know I'm going to stay on or he could have said oh, I've won the FA Cup I'm yeah. going to go out on a high and I think everyone expected but, him to do that well, he didn't oh, everyone hoped didn't it but <laughs> yeah obviously didn't didn't happen um, but you mentioned Tuchel earlier and I think he'd be a really good fit for Arsenal but apparently he's come out yeah apparently he's come out in the last couple of days because there was some there was um a article that I think was published in Kicker magazine in Germany saying that apparently he'd already um yeah, he'd, he'd agreed to become Arsenal's um, manager next season. He's rubbished it and said that he mm. preferred to, he'd prefer the Bayern job than the Arsenal job. Oh, well, that's so, <laughs> so, 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 in other words, yeah, no thanks. Uh, and and, uh, and the same, same to me. Uh, he obviously isn't a great fit for the Arsenal job by his own admission. Yeah. I don't know who goes in there because it's a bit like following Ferguson at United. Mm, it's difficult. I think that's part of the reason why Arsenal have let him make his own decision. Because yeah. the board have been probably quietly content of the stability of top four every year might not win everything but Champions yeah. League football the money yeah. a little bit of glamour ticking over it's a massive risk for them to then say well look what happened when United got rid of such and such look what happened to Chelsea well, and things fell away exactly exactly. Um, is there a, is there any this idea seems to have been floated in a few quarters and I don't, I don't know how viable it is but your thoughts on perhaps somebody coming in as an understudy for his final season with the idea of taking over afterwards well if it's only someone like sort of thing like an Eddie Howe type although I don't know why he would do that but no. just using it as an example. I don't I don't think that would happen I mean obviously the, the, the favourite seems to be is um, is Joachim Lau yeah um, but I'm not sure what I think about that because he's he's been out of club football for such a long time yeah. I don't think his club football record is particularly strong well he's, he's no sort of he, as you called the, the glamour clubs because there's no you know it's you know just um, unfashionable German clubs I mean the other person that's been touted is the um, Hoffenheim manager oh who's, I think he's only, yeah he's like 30 years of age yeah and he's yeah, done he's quite well younger there, than but, us yeah he, <laughs> but he's the thing is, obviously, he might be doing well at Hoffenheim, and then you obviously give him a job at a big club at Arsenal. Yeah. That early, it's, well, it's risky. That's, that's the Eddie Howe thing yeah. again, isn't it? I know yeah. he's been mentioned in some quarters. But I mean, I Eddie Howe, yeah, Eddie Howe, good manager. I mean, you sort of want him to go somewhere. I mean, with no disrespect to Bournemouth, you sort of want him to go somewhere like a West Ham. Yeah, or first. Even an Everton. Yeah. Before he. Uh, okay. And then, um, yeah, and then, and then, and then maybe get the uh, the job afterwards. I think. If he went straight from Bournemouth to Arsenal and then didn't go well, then you know that could be that could really you know he's just damage his reputation yeah. in the game. 
So one other name to throw in, um, which who seems to have appeared in some circles, Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> we talked about Brendan I mean, on the play, plays the right, by, plays but. the right football, uh, right, right style of football. I would still have some sort of worries. I'm probably unfairly chastised actually because we've done it ourselves when he first moved to Celtic. I think we did a pod. Yeah. And we said actually his record at Liverpool isn't that bad I mean it just comes close to winning the title yeah, as any yeah I mean has. as much as people go oh we had Suarez well Kenny Dalglish had Suarez and didn't you know as much as I love Kenny didn't it didn't happen for him um, Rodgers obviously got the team playing that season and he did did a good job and he's a good attacking football coach and I'm still not sold on the idea of him going to Arsenal no I don't know. seems to have also been linked with the Chelsea job but obviously he was it's coach when he, yeah. for a while yeah, he depends was. if he wants to win the league every year in obviously a yeah. lesser league and I don't mean disrespect no, that whether he wants to get back into being sort of in the headlines and being constantly followed I mean I guess yeah. the old firm it's, it's still pressurised obviously but I don't know if it's quite 24 hour scrolling news you know, yeah that's true goes to the toilet and it's you know live on Sky Sports I remember him saying as well that um, I mean Liverpool the Liverpool job can break loads of different people in different ways I think outside the England job it's the most stressful job in English football but um, I remember he saying that he was really you know it really affected him at some points you know and he had, he had some bad lows so I mean getting into that goldfish bowl again into a with a fan base who's you know, not overly happy but and then you've got uh, the Jack Wilshire contract negotiations still going on will he stay will he go do you want him to stay is he one of those players that perhaps if you're going to bring in a new dawn he's one of those that you'd be willing to let go in order to improve the squad with well, it's, players, it's a difficult it's a, it's a difficult one because um, I'd like it. I'd like him to stay, um, and obviously Wenger said that as well. But I think I think Arsenal were very much um, put it back in his court and just said, look, you know, because of your injury record, we're going to offer you this as basic, um, and then everything else is is um, um, is based on a performance. Um, related um, bonuses, which I think, I think what they've done is his basic salary was going to be a, a bit lower, but he was going to earn more if he played games. But I suppose, obviously, like if you're looking at Jack Wilshere's point of view, it, you you really want your basic salary to be, you know, you don't want it depending because you can't say that you can't yeah. say I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get injured. You can see where Arsenal are coming from. They don't want to see take the risk, yeah. but. It's a difficult one. Well, I don't know what his is, I don't know what his move is though. Where does he go from? You know, is he, he's going to go back well, to someone like Bournemouth? Well, or, I'd say abroad. abroad. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best bet. I think. But I mean, I suppose from his point of view, you know, he's got to look. I don't know. He's probably a millionaire already. But in terms of securing his future and his family's future, yeah. If he he could break down tomorrow, the amount of injuries he's had. Mm. So perhaps he's thinking, I need someone where. Like, he doesn't strike me as the kind of lad who could go abroad. Perhaps I'm. Being unfair on him, but uh, yeah, I think he might struggle abroad. Interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay, well, we we've gone very long on this, and we were going to preview the weekend's action, but there's absolutely no chance of that now <laughs> because we've gone so long. But um, there'll be some interesting games: Chelsea versus Spurs, Palace versus Liverpool, Arsenal, Arsenal versus Stoke on the Sunday. Versus Stoke, West Ham, Southampton. West Ham, Southampton, the relegation game. battle. Six point so, uh, if any. Watch out for those listeners and uh, we'll review them all next week or not, as the case may be. <laughs> but uh, we have been Scorer to Follow. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye.